man, it would do so much for probably your own heart and for how you love and parent your kid if you could remember the, the things you're thankful for. Happy Thanksgiving Eve, day before Thanksgiving. Oh, Happy Thanksgiving Eve, that. and welcome to the Couch Time Podcast, where we give you tools to connect with your kids and point them to Jesus. I'm Steven. I'm Ryan. And we are stoked for Thanksgiving here tomorrow. This uh, past Sunday, I got to have Friendsgiving with our student ministry youth group. It was a blast. Lots of food, lots of good eats. I got to have a Friendsgiving with my friends. Lots of good food, lots of good eats. Get to have a Friendsgiving with my community group, lots of good eats, and then I'm having Thanksgiving tomorrow. So I've had this will be my fourth Thanksgiving meal coming up. Dude, that is intense. It's electric. What a good week, though. Oh, uh, I think I'm now the stuffing. Like I'm like I've been stuffed. <laughs> I've I've been fully stuffed with stuffing. I don't even know what that means, like but that. it's happened. We are gonna do a little Thanksgiving episode, just talking about. Actually, some of the little bit of history of Thanksgiving, in case your kids are asking, I'm very curious about how things come to be. History of Thanksgiving, what we love about Thanksgiving, and how can you use Thanksgiving as a time to connect with your kids and point them to Jesus? I think anytime there's a holiday or something that breaks us out of the normal routine of life, whether that's suffering, whether that's some awesome blessing that we experience, all of those are opportunities to um, reset, refocus, and set our mind on things above and use as an opportunity to invest in your kids in a way that maybe they're more open to during some amount of change. So, Ryan, what is your favorite Thanksgiving tradition? Oh, geez. That your family does? My favorite tra- Okay. Do you guys celebrate Thanksgiving? We, we do celebrate okay, Thanksgiving. Nice. Yes. Uh, my favorite tradition, I don't know. I, I like Thanksgiving, even as I get older, is my favorite holiday. Really? I think so. That's adorable. I love Thanksgiving. Just the good memories of my family, the food. It's it's just the, the time of year. The Even like, okay, Thanksgiving's done, but I get Christmas after yeah, that. It's like, it's like a holiday that it doesn't end. I mean, no, middle of November till January 9th yep. is incredible. It is my amazing. My birthday is January 8th. That's why it's oh, why it's like January, January 9th. January 9th. Okay. So, I mean, it just the party just carries on. Yeah, and so the party kicks off with Thanksgiving. Yep. So. I enjoy that. I honestly, this sounds weird. My favorite Thanksgiving tradition is watching the NFL with my dad after we feast. Mm. Like I love watching Watching the Lions. I was just going to say watching the Lions lose every Thanksgiving. Although I was thinking, I was like, I think the Lions have lost every single year I've been alive, but I looked it up. They're 12 and 18. So they're not doing Which is a lot better than I thought. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's fantastic. How about you, Stephen? What's your favorite tradition? I have two. My first... My family, we have this family food that we've been creating ever since my family was originally from Great Britain back in my like great great grandparents. And it's called bread sauce. Okay. Bread sauce. Bread sauce. So you let bread, like five loaves of a very specific specific brand of bread that we go and search for and get. You sit it out until it goes stale outside. And then you chop it up into crumbs and pieces. You put it into a contain, like a, a pot. You pour milk and one floating onion. And it is 
unbelievable. I'll bring you a sample. And we put it on everything. So I have my turkey, my potatoes, my stuffing, and I literally just douse the bread sauce on all of it. Most of the family that is not petri by blood, fun fact, does not like it. But almost all, I think there's one petri by blood that doesn't like it, but uh, 90% of petri by blood loves it. Oh my. So it's also a big thing whenever we have friends there that we like share to see if they like it or not. Some people do, some people don't. I, I can't imagine how people don't, but that's one. The second has to do with how Thanksgiving came to be. So, Ryan, what is the brief history? Oh, wow. Okay. Brief yes. history of Thanksgiving to fill parents in on what's going on. And then we'll, we'll, we'll get past us here in a second. I confess, I miss, I forget this every year and I have to go back and look it up. But one of my favorite, like even, even in school, in, in a seminary, my, like, Church history is like the drama between the Catholics and the Protestants yeah. and the back and forth and the volleying all for hundreds of years. Yeah. Thanksgiving has its origins in the Protestant and Catholic fighting, essentially. Hmm. So, well, so for there is a long history of cultures and peoples celebrating a Thanksgiving holiday. Yeah. But it really began to kick off with the Catholics had all these different holidays. They had like 28 different holidays, including... Christmas and Easter in the 17th century. Mm -hmm. Well, the Protestants didn't like that. And so they determined that they wanted to get rid of the Catholic, traditional Catholic holidays and substitute them with two holidays. Okay. A day of fasting for bad events that happen. Hate so those. if they have like a, a plague, you fast. Right. Bad crop season, you fast. And then a day of Thanksgiving. And so one of the more famous Thanksgiving days that were celebrated was the... Uh, so uh, an annual day of Thanksgiving began actually in 1606 with the failure of the gunpowder plot, okay. which later developed into Guy Fawkes Day. But that was a, an attempt by the Catholic Church to overthrow the Protestant King Henry I. Okay. And so that plot failed. Thanksgiving. Yeah, celebrate. They throw down with turkey, yep. presumably, Probably. and stuffing. And so you have that tradition carry on, and then that's where we get our, our idea of, like, the pilgrims in the United States, that tradition yep. of day of fasting, day of Thanksgiving, they come on over to the United States, and then we celebrate in Plymouth Rock, whatever, that sort of thing. Yeah, so it was always kind of, like, bounced around through American culture, the pilgrims coming over. And, like, different states would celebrate it on different days. Different days. And like, so it was kind of just chaos. There was Thanksgiving. It was kind of celebrated annually. People naturally would give Thanksgiving for cool things that happened. Yes. And then eventually we learn Abraham Lincoln decides, like, a final day of, like, hey, we are going to celebrate Thanksgiving on yep. this specific day of the year across the entire country or continent of North America. Correct. So my family, every year, we read the proclamation from Abraham Lincoln that he gives epic. when he puts Thanksgiving into, like, the American culture. Of, Makes like, it This official. is an official holiday. And I'll read one, one little quote from it that we read. It's a long proclamation. Go look it up, Abraham Lincoln's proclamation of Thanksgiving. It's really cool. But he, he's been talking about all the ways that uh, there's been blessing in, that they've experienced with crops, with new irons and coals that they found, but also with war. Like this is in the midst of the Civil War, and there's hard things that they're dealing with, and they're they're fighting the Civil War, and yet the Lord's still good and all these different things. And He says this. He says, um, "No human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things, 
They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, has nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed fit to me and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States, also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands, to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving, at least in the United States, when declared by Abraham Lincoln, was a day of like, let's praise God for both the hard things that we're currently experiencing and the really, really good things that we see all around us and all the things we have to be grateful for. Ultimately, let's be thankful for him remembering mercy and the grace that he's giving us. And and we have so much to be thankful for. And all throughout scripture, we see this idea of Thanksgiving being a command by God to reorient our hearts and remember what is really true and what is what are the real realities of things going on around us in order to fight sin, in order to fight worry, in order to fight fear. And it's amazing what giving gratitude and thanks to God can do for our own hearts. So how, how do you see Thanksgiving throughout Scripture, and what do you see Thanksgiving as, like, the role in a believer's life? How, like, how does it—why is it important, I guess? So this will sound a little bit counter to—I'm going to give you—so Philippians 2.14 is a command by Paul. He says, do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish. My mom used to say that to us. She would say, <laughs> she would, when we were in trouble, she goes, Ultimate mom Stephen, I will do all things without complaining and grumbling. <laughs> That's a, it's a different translation, but I will do all things without complaining and grumbling. <laughs> so use that one, you know. <laughs> I love that. So I, you know, for me, I think it's, you know, it, it Paul commands us to do all things without complaining or grumbling. How, yeah. how do you do that? How do you how do you counter that? There's plenty of opportunity for complaining and grumbling, yeah. which leads to our sin. Well, you can counteract that by being thankful. Yeah. What is what is the opposite of complaining and grumbling? It's giving thanks. Like, yeah. I mean, Ephesians five. It's uh, it. You know, he's going into one. He's he's been talking about the whole identity of believers, all the truths and great. Uh, realities of the spirit within you, the power that you have, the strength, the remembering your identity in him, you're a new creation, all these things. In Ephesians 5, he starts talking about sin that we that we can find ourselves walking in. And he says, walk in love as Christ has loved us and gave himself for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor cruel joking, which are out of place, but instead... Let there be thanksgiving. And I think most sin is rooted in greed or a desire for something that we don't have or something that we think we are owed we or deserve. yeah, we deserve or a feeling that we wish we could experience. Mm-hmm. We feel like we're lacking in some way, in which case we pursue sin. I mean, this was talking about sexual immorality. You feel like you deserve this pleasure, deserve this experience, and you're not getting it, so you pursue it, or filthiness, crude joking, like um, all the covetousness. But thanksgiving, when you're thankful and when you're, you realize all the things you have in Christ Jesus, your entire identity, the grace you've, been, you've received, the mercy received, the eternal life that is waiting you, the inheritance you have in the kingdom of heaven, the, the idea that sin is actually destructive and destroying. It, it, it is not that you're missing out. You're being protected from something. And, and you give thanks to God for all that. In, in your heart, you're, you're, you're content. 
Yep. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Well, you can only do that if you're content in your heart, and you can only be content in your heart if you're giving thanksgiving to God for all the things that, that he's given to you. So I, I see thanksgiving as like it's essential in order to live the Christian life of repenting of sin, turning away from sin, not living in your flesh, but living in the Spirit. Yeah, that's great. My mind went to, I keep thinking about the Puritans. <laughs> Or, or not just the Puritans, actually. Sorry, actually, the um, Protestants. Yeah. And how I like how they frame it in terms of like they are going to fast and pray mm-hmm. over tragedies that are taking place, but also set a time, time, set aside a specific time to be thankful to God for the blessings that they receive. It just reminded me of Romans twelve fifteen: Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Like yeah. there's a time for mourning. And lamenting, there's a time for rejoicing on the other end and being thankful to God. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you know the the other scripture that I that I think a lot of with Thanksgiving, which, you know, often I feel like in Thanksgiving it's more just like, oh, I'm I'm so thankful for my family, and I'm I'm thankful. Like we say that we're thankful for things, but hardly ever I feel like do we really take time to sit and meditate on how greatly the Lord has blessed us just with the redemption of our souls. I mean, like, if that's the only thing that is ever good about us, like, that is, like, unbelievably incredible, undeserved grace of eternal life. Like, so that type of thanksgiving of really um, shouting out praise and and gratitude from our heart that overflows in joy. Like that's the type of Thanksgiving I think that we're we're called to. And uh Philippians four, six through seven. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And even that is another example of, man, when we're worried and frayed and anxious and scared, how we combat that is by remembering what we have to be thankful for and all the ways that the Lord's blessed us. So I think this holiday of Thanksgiving should be hopefully not the only time that we're experiencing this type of Thanksgiving, but if we haven't experienced it in a while or we haven't set our mind on it in a while or put our thoughts on all these things in a while, I mean, it's on the calendar for the entire American people. We should be like, oh, shoot, like, I really need to really need to do this. So what are opportunities that parents can have with the Thanksgiving holiday to help, I don't know, model this type of gratitude and remind their kids of what is what is the real purpose of thanksgiving or why are we giving thanks to god that makes sense I don't know. yes it did uh whew, my mind went everywhere there oh so i okay. feel like i'm going everywhere <laughs> but i don't, I don't know i'm just, I'm just kind of talking right now this is a conversation no, no, no. so you're, you guys are privy to our uh, thoughts yeah for sure i'll start with your philippians 4 verse reminded me of you know it was do not be anxious about anything but um and thanksgiving with prayer and supplication present your request to god uh my wife emily she i think it was in 2020 she got this idea from a friend she can tend to be anxious and so she created what she called a i think it was a yay jar anything that made her say yay she wrote it down and was thankful for it and so she just kept throwing things in the jar she loves to make lists and write mm. things down and then she read them all at the end of 2021 and it just helped her like or mm. end of 2020 and it was like oh yeah a reminder of god's faithfulness and it helped her frame up the things that cause her anxiety and uh i thought that was a really cool idea so even 
to then answer your next question, I think of like, what could you do this holiday season? You as a family could do something like that. Interesting. Even on the day of like, what caused you to be thankful, write them all down, put them in a jar, read them all out together as a family. Hmm. Like you could do that. Or you start the family jar this year. You have it year. sit somewhere, then ne- and you Next read it every year on Thanksgiving or something oh, like that. Oh, there you go. Right, yeah. So my, my family does a similar thing. We, my mom, she loves this. Not all the kids love it, but <laughs> it depends on the, on your family. Your mom is the hero of this podcast, <laughs> yeah. Stephen. I yeah. can hear her sing. I will do all things, not complaining. <laughs> um, but we have this book that she puts on the counter on Thanksgiving, yes. and every year we are supposed to take a page. Yep. And either draw a picture of something that we're thankful for or write down something that we're thankful for. And we have a record over the past, you know, five, six years. Like, what has our family, individual pieces of our family been thankful for? Like, what was good about this past year? That is, you know, so you like, you see our big life changes as, as you go through the book. Of oh, yeah. Different things that we were thankful for that year. But it was a sim- similar idea. And we look back through it and like, oh, wow, I forgot about that. That's really good. I like that. Yeah. Um, different ways you can be thankful. Again, you're what you were talking about. It's like a uh, not just a. I mean, follow like Abe. He he. I like that in his address. He has a what's the big the fancy word soteriological salvation in mind. When what? It com- I don't. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> he, he's not just thankful for his circumstances, but he's thankful for his salvation. So mm. he's thankful what for what God has done for him. Yeah. soteriologically when it comes to his salvation and not just his circumstances. I love that. Yeah. I think it's reframing kind of how our culture likes to think of Thanksgiving, yeah. but like what we're truly thankful for. And even our Protestant friends in the, in the 17th century, they were thankful for salvation by faith alone, mm-hmm. grace alone, Christ alone. So we're thankful for that as well. Um, so I think even just reminding that, I like how your family reads that, and that's a reminder before them. Yeah. I think that's great. So. Yeah, I, I think any time we feel our heart drifting towards sin should be like a trigger light of, oh, now would be a good time to give thanks. Like, now would be a good time to like reorient my mind, um, renew my thoughts, turn away from where I'm like naturally drifting. And remember the grace that I've been received in Christ Jesus. And that should be the normal rhythms of Christian people. Like, that's the only way we're going to be able to continue to combat sin is by being filled with the Spirit, not turning um, to evil, and remembering all that we have in Christ Jesus. What is what is the actual true realities and not the, uh, the lies that we can so quickly believe and remember. And that's why I think it's so cool that we have a national holiday that's about thanksgiving and while not everyone in the country is going to be uh celebrating it the same way or being thankful to the to the same deity i mean i don't know it like not everyone's going to have a christian perspective we who do it should be an ultimate day of rejoicing and remembering all of the ways the lord has been good to us and whatever you can do as a family to continue to create that culture and bring it back to that uh, main idea of like this is about the Lord Jesus ultimately our grace and salvation even more and for him sending Jesus to die on the cross or God sending Jesus to die on the cross uh, then also all these little ways that we get to experience God's grace in small ways still whether that's through nature through our family through good things that we experience um, those are also really awesome things that we can rejoice and give gratitude to God for so. yep 
What a random thought, and this has to do with it. Uh, one of my first bosses in ministry told me, for every sort of criticism you give another pastor, there needs to be accompanied with 20 encouragements mm. of like, that criticism will be received well if that's sort of buttressed by encouragements. Yeah. And the same way with your kids, of yeah. like, there's plenty of time for, mm. you know, like course correcting, yep. like uh, that sort of thing. But man, you could encourage your kids specifically, not just generally with, hey, I'm thankful for you. Here's why, yep. X, Y, Z. So yeah. even just encouraging your kids with reasons for you're thankful for them, I think. Yeah, no, that's great. I forgot I wanted to talk about that. I met with Brad Bigney the other day. Yeah, yep. And Brad Bigney's going to be on the podcast here soon. I think Woo-hoo. next week maybe. Mm-hmm. Next week or the week after. But Brad was going into that same topic of, you know, one of the big things with parenting is there, you're always going to see all the ways you wish your kids were different. Yep. The things that like, man, they're still behind where you wish they were. Their maturity is still way down here. They're still committing the same sin. They're still disobeying you in the same ways. And those are probably going to be on your thoughts most often because you and your spouse, if you have a spouse, are like talking regularly about how do we discipline, how do we change, like, but how the Lord has grown them or how they, what, what they are doing now that is a evidence of, the Lord's grace and by sharing those things with them. Yeah. Like that will make them understand your true love for them. And and same thing with like friends. I feel like we, we often think good things about people. We rarely like say them. We just assume that people know that I appreciate these different things, but we just like, don't say them. We just say things when we're upset and by expressing to your kids, the ways you're thankful for them and how they've been a blessing to your life when you have to have hard conversations, it's now framed under this idea that my parents do love me. They are thankful for me. They do have my best interest in mind. Okay, I still may not agree with what they're saying, but at least it's framed up in that you're lo- that you love them, that you care about them, that you'll do anything for them, that you that you're thankful for them. So yep. that's that's huge for parenting. I feel like even I, as a ministry director, I mean, I need to do that more of like expressing to my students how thankful for how thankful I am for them and that I get to have a relationship with them and that I get to um, have conversations with them. I don't, I don't take that for granted. So I need to express that more. So, yeah, I mean, do you have, do you have anything else here? You know, go, go through scripture and try to find all the places it talks about Thanksgiving. That could be a fun little thing and, and see, uh, see how it relates to this next year and which ways we can continue to grow. Um, But guys have a great, holiday have a great celebration however you celebrate and keep remembering how the lord has been good to you even when things seem rough around you yep that's good well said peace Mm. out see you next time hey thanks for listening you can follow us on instagram at the couch time podcast we'd love it if you would take a moment and leave us an honest five-star rating let us know what you thought about the podcast and let us know if there's any topics you would like us to cover you can comment below or email us at podcast at graceky.org